Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. That was Amanda Marshall with Fall from Grace. Uh, let's see. Up next, kicking off the second half of the show, is Judy Stakey. She's a world-renowned songwriting coach. Really excited to chat with her right now. Good morning, Judy. Good morning. Thank you so Hi. much for calling in. I always love chatting You're with welcome. you. Okay, You're welcome. Can you hear me okay? I just wanted to make sure. Oh, it's perfect. Okay, great. Don't worry, I have people calling in with kids in the background, dogs barking, oh. <laughs> conferences, everything. <laughs> uh, so uh, I want to, before we get into what you're doing now, I want to ask you, how did you get involved in music publishing and songwriting and all this great stuff? Um, I followed my passion from a very early age. Love I, I would say that I was, you know, my mother says I came out of the womb singing and dancing. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. And so, yeah. And so um, I just followed it. And I, I sang and I danced and I took piano lessons and taught myself guitar. And, you know, it was in every production that I could in high school and then went to college. And I graduated with a music degree, which I think back now and think I probably should have gone into acting and then just sang because mm-hmm. the music department at USC at that time they didn't teach songwriting. Oh. So it was either you were going to be in the opera or you were going to be in the philharmonic. And it was oh. like, no. <laughs> so, I, um, so I actually graduated with a degree in music and just had no idea what I was going to do and happened oh. to land into publishing. Just happened to follow a girl that had moved out here from New York, Linda Blum, and she was out here to get in the music business. And I was like, there's a music business, you know? Because, um, you know, there was no internet at that time. So there was, you know, the the information was passed from, you know, if you knew people. But sure. uh, at USC, it was much more, it was just much more classically driven. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music department was. So, the, so I graduated, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so then what happened next? Oh, so, <laughs> so what happened next is that I followed her. She came out here from New York to get in the music business, and I followed her, and I got a job at Arista Music um, as a secretary, which was which was hysterically funny because I had no idea how to type. Oh no! Um, but they had those correcting selectrics, so if you type something, you could backspace it, mm-hmm. put the little white out, you know, it would lift it off. Yes. So I I was known that I was typing faster backwards than I was forward, <laughs> but. Um, like thank that. God I wasn't doing any legal papers, you know. Right, right. It was like, <laughs> enclosed, please find a tape, you know. Um, so, but I learned. You know, I started yes. at the beginning, and I mean, at the very, very bottom, and I learned. And I learned at Arista Music where uh, Billy Michelle was my immediate boss, a great guy, rest oh. in peace. Um, and then Clive Davis was running the company. So, Incredible. and it's, it was a small boutique company. There was only seven of us in the, in the whole publishing department. Wow. Um, yeah, it was very small. We only had 6,000 songs at Arista Music, which is so small compared to where I went to, which had, you know, millions. Right. Um, but at the time, it was great because that's what I learned on. I learned how to plug a song. I learned how to listen to a song. I learned how to answer phone calls, you know, mm-hmm. like return messages. Yeah. I think it's interesting because I, you know, we are who we are I believe, in part because of the environment and then to the mentors that we put in our place. You bet. And so at the time, I was so excited that I had a mentor who returned every phone call. You know, I mean, at the time, I didn't realize it, but boy, do I look back on it and and, and I'm excited about it, you know, and was really good to his, his staff. 
You know, he included right. all of us. He he talked to me like I was a grown-up instead of, I, you know, it's just a secretary. Mm-hmm. Um, and he promoted from within. So there was this really great community and great communication. Um, and so I was there for seven years and just absolutely loved it. I got to work with Henry Mancini. Amazing. Another amazing composer. Mm-hmm. And worked with a catalog, Chinny Chap, which was um, two, uh, one English guy, uh, Nikki Chin and Mike Chapman, who's from here. And they just wrote together and created, they wrote Heart, uh, Love is a Battlefield for oh, okay. Pat Benatar. Yeah. So that was one of their their uh, songs. Um, but it was small, and I could only go so far. Sure. So I went to, and then I went to Screen Gems, which was now uh, a catalog of 100,000. Wow. I didn't have, I had a boss, but I wasn't reporting to a boss. I came in as the general professional manager, which was a full-blown song plugger. Um, I got to sign acts, I got to sign writers, which I signed Scott Cutler, oh. who, um, he wrote, um, well, at, during our term together, the three years we were together, he wrote Piano in the Dark with Brenda Russell and got a Grammy nomination for it. Amazing. Song of the Year. And then he went on to write Torn, and then he wrote Listen, uh, Listen for Beyonce from the DreamWorks soundtrack. Um, great, great songwriter. Um, and I, I signed Rick Knowles, who at the time had just written Heaven is a Place on Earth, went oh, yeah. to Carlisle, and he went on to write for Madonna and Dido and so forth and so on. So um, it was a really great freedom, and the great thing about Screen Gems is that there was uh, studios. So there was we were on top of EMI Records on Sunset Boulevard, and so they had a record uh, they had a studio on, on, on the bottom floor, and then we were on the second floor, and we had a studio. So nice. we had artists and writers there all the time, um, you know, coming in work. and out. What a great place to work. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, the Red Hot Chili Peppers down below, you know. Oh. Yeah, which was fun until they were, like, repeating the same bass line for two hours, yeah. and your office was above it. So, um <laughs> But other than that, like every, like Carol King and Jerry Goffin and Barry Mann and Cynthia Weil, I mean, mm-hmm. these were the writers that were there, and it was, and of course, no cell phone, no selfies, no pictures, yeah. except for staged, you know, in a BMI award, but um, no pictures to prove it. But we, but that was, it was a much more creative environment. Yes. It really, at first I really learned the business. I mean, I learned about marketing meetings, and I learned how a record company worked, and with BMI and ASCAP, <laughs> you know, and all the technical. Incredible. I got screen gems and was just like, oh my God, this, this is a sandbox. Yes. And then I left there and went to Warner Chapel, um, and I was there for 20 years, and that was like being at Bloomingdale's. I mean, it was, you know, you had a million songs, and you had offices worldwide, and I had a staff, and, you know, I got to really concentrate on what I had learned to do, and really put pedal to the metal, and signed writers, and developed artists, and, you know, I developed careers. That's what I did. I loved, I loved that part of it, the... Mm-hmm. Put me at the beginning of a project, even if it's the third time you've done an album, but it's the beginning of your project, so we can all sit there and, and help you figure out what you need to do and what what tools you need and what you know what do you want it to be about. And I loved that process of helping develop somebody. Amazing. If you're yeah. just if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Judy Stakey. She's world renowned songwriting coach. So tell me, uh, how do you? You know, you started this, first of all, let me back up. You have a book, The Songwriter's Survival Guide. I do. And yes. you also have retreats. So uh, did one thing lead to the next? Well, at Warner Chapel, one of the things that I did is I put on songwriting retreats there. We put, we call them songwriting camps. Nice. Um, 
And so I would take, you know, 15 of our writers, you know, a couple from Nashville, a couple from the rock world, a couple from our, and I had Nikki Six and John Rich at the same songwriting camp. Cool. Um, this was before, <laughs> John, this is before John Rich was big and rich. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I would take writers away, you know, Dan Wilson, before, right when he left Semisonic and before he just, you know, he came to a camp and, like, really figured out the, oh, you can co-write with other people and write with other artists and do all, you know, you can have a career outside of your band. And so I started that at War Chapel, but, and there's a longer story to that because there's an ode to, um, uh, oh, shit, Miles Copeland, who actually okay. really started him in France. But that's a whole other story. Um, and then I wrote the book. And then as I wrote the book, the retreat idea kind of came. I mean, I've always had the retreat idea. As soon as I left Warner Chapel, I was like, i got to put on my retreats. But I needed to kind of figure out how I wanted to do it. And so the book, as soon as I had developed the book, I mean, wrote the book, mm-hmm. which really illustrates my methodology, then okay. I could develop the retreats based on my methodology and so the book becomes a tool everybody gets a book at the at the retreat but we are living eating and breathing the book the book comes to life so you get to actually learn it in your body let me let me ask you a quick question for people who are listening and might Mm -hmm. think well i'm not a great singer but i've always wanted to sing do you take all different levels or do you does i take all different levels that's good not listen I just had a lyricist who applied, and I accepted them because they were they were they knew how to tell a story. They still need development, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they couldn't sing and they couldn't play an instrument. But they were a lyricist, but they knew how to get their demos done. Oh, their amazing. demos were fantastic. Wow. I mean, I was sitting here listening to my staff, and it's like that. Just that sounds like a lyricist who really knows what they're doing. Okay. Yes. Just because you're if you're sitting in your bedroom going, I mean, there's those two, okay, because you definitely need to know how to do it. Yeah. But what I've done is that I have my retreats, which is the It All Starts With a Song retreats, and those were based on an application of I needed people there who knew at least how to write a song. Okay. I wanted to get people going. What I have done is I have now added another retreat called The First Step, which means really not anybody can get in. You still have to apply, mm-hmm. um, but you don't have to. You don't have to be. You don't have to have gone to Berkeley School of Music. You don't have oh, to have good. anything but the desire to show up and to desire to show up and communicate with everybody. You know. That's so great. that's yeah. That's because everybody has to start someplace. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I want to give out uh, your information because I put it up on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. But if they visit Judy Stakey, S-T-A-K-E-E-R, excuse me, judystakeyretreats.com, they'll get information about your retreats. Your book is judystakey.com forward slash book. You have a TEDx talk, which is super cool. Um, yeah. Anything else you would like people to know? Um, <clears throat> well... Uh, what I'd like for them to know is that the reason I have, have <clears throat> I started my company and that I, that I do what I do is that my passion is to, is to help guide songwriters into their passion. Nice. I believe songwriters are the most powerful way of storytelling that we have. It is constant. It is immediate. You don't have to pay for it if you really, you know, you can listen to the radio, terrestrial radio, and be fine, okay? How, how, and so they, I want them to be armed with as much 
education, inspiration, nurturing, whatever they need to go out and write great songs. Because anybody can release something. I always tease that my mother can have a song in Grey's Anatomy. If she wants to, you know, she could write a song. I mean, she's a smart woman. She's still a label. She could do it, okay? But that means anybody can release. Anybody can get out there. So the bar is higher. So if you're going to release something, you have to make sure it's great. Make sure, because that's your name, that's your reputation. And how do you make something great? You have to practice. You bet. You have to practice making a cake if you want to be Martha Stewart. You have to be practice yoga if you want to become a good instructor. You have to become. You have to practice being a great radio host. You know. You, you have to practice in front of your mirror. Hello, everybody. How are you today? Right. Anything that you have to do is you have to practice. What I have done is I have created a community and a place where the practice becomes a part of life. The practice is your life. The practice is the journey. The practice is the fun part. Right. You know, you get together with a couple of people and you write, and you may not write a hit song today, but you, God, really look what you talked about. Look what you communicated. Look what you helped somebody heal because they got to talk about something. Yes. There's so much more than the product, and we forget about that. You so. know, I just want to add to that, and then we want to, I want to wrap, um, is be, be you, be real, because there's no one, there's no one else like you. Yeah. And if you're trying to imitate and be someone else, it doesn't work. No, they're, they're, everybody else is taken. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that old adage, yeah. Exactly. And you know what? That's what I want a little plug here. But I went and pre-ordered your book because as I was doing some, you know, I was looking, you know, reading everything yesterday. Mm-hmm. I went, oh my God, she's written a book. And when I read what you, what your philosophy and what your your modality is, I was like, oh my God, you are a girl after my own heart. Thank so, you. Right uh-huh. on. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. Well, we have to wrap, yeah. but um, if you yeah, want to find nice out... nice to more, connect with you again. Oh, you too. <laughs> this won't be the last. It's been too long, Judy. Yeah. Uh, I want to give out your website, judystakeyretreats.com, and if you just visit judystakey.com, you'll get more info. Thank you so yeah. much. You're welcome. Have a great All day. Right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. All right. If you missed any part of that with Judy Stakey, everything will be up on my show blog right now. Um, there's info on... Uh, everything we were talking about. We'll take a quick break and then we'll be back. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. 